Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. It's another edition of For Future Considerations. Welcome to your favorite podcast, episode 63. How you doing? Guys are all back again. I'm Manny. He's Matt. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) And the other guy laughing in the background is John. John, how are you? Hello. Good. How are you? Where's the Pacific Cruise taking you now? Are you in Seattle or what the hell is going on? And still no Norwalk virus, so that's good. <laughs> oh, man, you got to get out of that cabin. <laughs> yeah. It's probably in the buffet next to the fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. Uh, seriously, do you have people delivering food to your cabin? <laughs> no. No, no. They, Rashad's, no. Yeah, Rashad's on a cruise right now suggesting to his beautiful wife, Jill, hey, you know what would be great is if we didn't leave the room. <laughs> but there's no windows in here. Yeah, but what if we don't leave the room? I bet you he tried to get them to deliver food. For sure. After the first day. For sure. They said 12 trips a day, sir, is just too much. Well, especially when he starts complaining that it's too cold, that the staff isn't fast enough, that they're here working for him. Those kind of things don't don't always go well. And then they're like, there's only two of you in there eating that much food? (laughs) Are your kids at the pool? Oh, no, 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 sir. No. Those animal chicken fingers are for me. And these notes for the chef are just not acceptable right now. We can't accept these, John. Oh, man. Well, I hope you're enjoying the cruise. We talked about it last week uh, on the podcast that we we're going to try something a little bit different. This changes everything. Yes. The trailer was amazing. And we talked about how we wanted to hear from you, the listeners, to give us your favorite sports moment, whether it was live, in person, a different sporting event, a sporting experience, or whether it was something that you watched on TV and bawled your eyes out because it was happening. The response was overwhelming, mm-hmm. right, guys? Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah, it was great. And so many different sports, so many different, like, what, what I loved is that uh, it was a lot of not really big, like, momentous things, but just, like, to the individual was huge. Right. So, like, we're not talking about, you know, the golden goal all the time. Like, sure, that was great. But, like, the people that we're hearing from, it's like a baseball game of this, a football game where this happened. And it's it's not necessarily anything that the world knows about. It was just really special to them at that time. And you can really tell the passion from some of the emails, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're five paragraphs long. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, wow. you gotta cut it. We only have so much time in the day. We're busy people here, all right? We don't need the life story. So sure, you're running Halton. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what are the. So, we picked out a few of the emails, contacted some of those people who've sent us in some great stories, and you're going to hear from them on the pod. Not only this podcast episode, but a second podcast episode we're going to release later this week. But our first guest from the big metropolis of Burlington, please welcome Mark to the show. Mark, how are you? Welcome to For Future Considerations. I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's truly an honor to be on this podcast. Yeah, truly an honor, truly he says. An honor. Wow. Ah. Put the cue well, cards this, down This is now. episode 63. Big things are coming. 
The so. big things are coming, starting with you, I guess. <laughs> Mark didn't know there was 62 of them before this, but... <laughs> no, I've listened to three. <laughs> you may be That's our number one fan. <laughs> oh, Mark, thanks for listening. Thanks for being on the pod. So, are you a big sports fan? Like, how would you describe yourself? Uh, I would describe myself as a huge sports fan. So, yeah. um, Is there a particular sport describe- that you love? Uh, I love all of them, um, to be honest with you. But the ones that, that really I gravitate to, you know, you got your hockey, your baseball, your your football are probably the top three for me. Um, but, you know, if there's any kind of sporting event that's of interest, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a watch when I can. So you're in Burlington, so that must yep. mean you're a Leafs fan. That is true. That is true. But with my love of sports also comes my affinity for losers. So. <laughs> At least you can admit it. I can. I can. But you can never break up with them. They're married to you forever. So your Leafs fan, baseball, your team is? Uh, the Cleveland Indians slash Guardians. Oh, what do you think of this, uh, by the way? We're going to just go completely off track like we normally do. I just heard this for the first What do you think of the Cleveland Guardians name? You know, I don't mind the name so much. I just mind the five-year-old that designed the logo. <laughs> what do you think of the baseball like, I, I with wings logo... like we're in a friggin' Danny Glover movie? That was your yeah, boy, wasn't should... it, that did it? That it's, was your son it's that awful. did it? <laughs> They would have been better off sticking with the script uh, block C, and they would have been fine. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, okay, yeah, so... I don't know. You go from one of the coolest names in sports to one of the worst. So you're a Leafs fan. You're an Indian slash Guardians fan. Yep. Uh, and football-wise? Chicago Bears. Oh, man. <laughs> so are you an Andy Dalton or Justin Fields guy? I'm an Andy, Dal- Andy Dalton fan because for five games he can get roughed up because they have no offensive line. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so so you're, you're basically five, saying hurt. we can save Justin Fields for five games? Is that basically it? Yeah, that's it. And then you'll see him in, in weeks probably seven or eight. Okay. Shortly after the bye. Okay. It's amazing. Like Indians, so, Bears, and Leafs. Yeah. So I'm intrigued, Mark, and how uh, one thing that I love talking to sports fans about, and I love the loyalty. God bless you. Um, good or good or even worse. Uh, <laughs> how do you get into being a Cleveland Indians fan from Burlington, and how do you get into being a Chicago Bears fan from Burlington? I remember at around the time I was five, my dad took me to my first uh, Blue Jays game at the old Exhibition Stadium. The wind is the key factor. You'll see the balls swirling around Exhibition Stadium. And uh, I'll never forget the game. So it's kind of, it's etched in my mind. It was a cold day off the lake. You know, the Indians were terrible. You had the two divisions back then, the East and the West. Mm -hmm. And um, the Indians just had a really cool logo. I remember being gravitated to the logo, the Chief Wahoo. Okay. And then this... uh, Third baseman, about 5'10", 175 pounds, soaking wet, Brooke Jacoby. Uh-huh. That day, hit three home runs. Nice. Wow. Mm. And you were sold and that, right there, right? Yeah, they had me right there. And then Major League came out, and then they started to get good around the 92-93 season. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it just stayed ever since. All right. Major League the movie. Uh, just How like... many people in that generation are, are Indians fans because of that, eh? Number 99. <laughs> That's a, throw the heater, Ricky. quite a few yeah okay mark why don't you tell us about your greatest sports experience story or one of your greatest sports experience stories for me it has to be the 93 uh 
Norris Division semifinal with the Leafs and the Red Wings. Um, oh, that wow. year, the Red Wings were just on the cusp mm-hmm. of becoming their dynasty with with all of their players. They were loaded, but they had a they had a sieve as a goalie. They had Tim Shovelday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I remember, I just remember watching those games in the basement with my dad. Like I've been fortunate to go to a lot of sporting events, but this one just sticks with me forever. Because the Leafs were such an underdog, they had just made you know the big trade Gilmore a couple of years ago with Calgary, uh, and they were starting to turn the corner. Because growing up, being a Leafs fan, it was tough. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. you, traditionally you were in last place. You were drafting guys that had no business being in the league. It was just awful year after year after year. And then that year, with Pat Burns, with Gilmore as the captain, you know, you had Felix Poffin, and you just had this kind of misfit group of players that came together at the right time. And I remember, you know, it would go back and forth. The Red Wings, you know, Leafs would go on a power play. The Red Wings would score shorthanded. The Red Wings doing a fine job trying to kill off this penalty. It is shot to center. A two-on-one set up led by Fedorov. Fedorov scores! Fedorov, shorthanded goal. Detroit leads two to nothing. And it was like back and forth. And you were like, oh my God, the Leafs took another, uh, Leafs got another penalty. Uh, power play and it was just awful and I remember they made it to game seven and I was like holy this is crazy like I can't believe they made it to game seven against you know the first place the number one seed Red Wings well here we go folks and then in overtime when Borshevsky scores the winner scores scores the Leafs win it the Leafs defeat the Detroit Red Wings in overtime Two minutes, 35 seconds in. This has been an unbelievable turn of events. The Leafs march on, and the Red Wings have been eliminated. I'm pretty sure it's Borshevsky. Gilmore throws it over to the defenseman. You saw Borshevsky, 16, head to the net, and he sticks his stick out and redirects the puck into the net for the win in the game and the win in the series. Ron McLean interviews him on the ice, and he can't even speak English. Can you put into words uh, what this feels like to you tonight? Oh, that is bliss. Um, your feeling, uh, what can you put into words how you feel uh, to oh. score and play tonight? Oh, uh, I uh, very want to play uh, because uh, five games I don't, uh, don't play. Uh, today, for me, to, to have uh, but uh, our team win, oh, unbelievable. It was one of the, the best moments that I remember. And just being able to share that with my dad, who's been a Leaf fan even longer, uh, I think was huge. So wow. that was my kind of sporting moment that, that kind of lives with me. Borshevsky, right? I still yeah. remember yeah. Bob Cole with the call. Yeah. So and it was, it was they, were, like, they were outscored, I think like 40 to 23 in the series, but they just managed a way to scrape and, uh-huh. and claw and kind of etch out that series. And then it, the momentum just kept going right in that year. That's great. You know what? I still remember the scene of the bench, right? Like one of yep. the trainers, like yeah, shaking the, the water bottle. Exactly. Like the Leafs were huge underdogs in that. Yeah. Series. Were that, was it a one to eight or a, or a one to yeah. eight series? Yeah. yeah. The Leafs were the yeah. eight. Yeah. They barely they were they were on a, like a huge losing streak going into the playoffs. Like the Vegas money on the Red Wings that year 
in that in that semifinal series was probably huge. I right? bet. So the Leafs had no business winning that series, and it kind of turned the corner for the franchise. I, I think for the next ten years, and then of course they go to another rebuild. But <laughs> yeah. don't worry, there'll be more rebuilds. Oh, I think one is on the horizon. <laughs> Mark, thanks for sharing. Mark from Burlington, thanks for being on the podcast. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care, and I, I look forward to listening to many more. Atta boy. Biggest fan right there. That's good. I can't wait for the 100th right episode. 100th episode, Manny has to do in the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'll, be a face, that'll be a Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be careful. You never know what the stream will say. George Costanza had a problem with that one. <laughs> What a great story for Mark, and the reason we picked Mark is because Matt's a Red Wings fan, and we wanted to rub it in a little bit and let him tell the least yeah, story. I wasn't going to mention it, but uh, 93 was not a very good year for hockey, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know why people are dwelling on that. But you guys had the last laugh, right, for several more just years? A, just a little bit. Several more years? I would say so. Great story from Mark in Burlington. Let's move on to our next special guest who's got a great story. He's actually got great, several great stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the email that he sent to us, this is the five paragraph guy. So this is the guy. he was so passionate about his storytelling and his favorite sports moments that we had to get him on for future considerations. Please welcome Adam from Kingsville. Adam, how you doing? Welcome to the pod. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's a we're outdoors. You can hear dogs and lawnmowers and cicadas. Nice. You're outdoors. This is amazing. Life is good. Rashad's the only one uh, that's on the cruise ship still. The windowless (laughs) room of the cruise ship. Seriously. That 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 hasn't clearly, if you can see him right now, hasn't seen hasn't seen the sun in a while. I can tell you that much. Explains the seasickness I'm getting watching him here. <laughs> He's going up it's and down. It's not da- the internet connection. <laughs> He's just moving. He's going up and down the Pacific Coast, and I think we have it better than him. Seriously. Uh, now, are you telling us a Bryce Harper story? Because we know you love Bryce Harper. Oh, he's my favorite uh, uh, Philly and Washington National of all time because that's the only two I can name off the top of my head right, up, right now. <laughs> no, I am not a fan of Bryce Harper. I think his beard is a shame. It's a sham of a beard. He goes to the beard first. That's what I love. He goes for the beard first. <laughs> he is. Uh, he cares about good. his baseball skills. Yeah. That beard has got to go. He's good people. He's he's actually coming around on me this year. I'll give him no. credit. No! Oh, my God! No! Credit. However, I still love that the Nationals were able to clinch the deal without him. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's That he's ringless is still why you get good sleeps at night. <laughs> that's right. He ain't no Jason Worth. <laughs> Speaking of guys with beards. Yeah, he's the guy cutting the grass and yeah. then a couple doors down. Yeah. Telling everybody he used to play on a really big team one time. Remember that? <laughs> I had the biggest contract in baseball history, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some weeds over there. <laughs> Cut her down. So Lunch break is over. So, Adam, would you consider yourself a huge sports fan? Oh, yeah. Especially when it comes to see, the big two to me are football and baseball. Um, unfortunately, the hockey doesn't resonate with me so well, mainly because I grew up in Florida. 
and it doesn't resonate with anyone who grew up in Florida whatsoever. Um, so when I came up here, it was it was all Tigers, and I'm a Packer fan. But yeah, my stories mainly revolve around the Tigers because they're the team I get to actually be around on a regular basis, for better or for worse. Uh, the, well, we share your pain and yep. your celebration yep. all together we, as we Tigers fans. A few of those moments, Adam. Yeah. Oh, I've heard it. No, it's, it's been a fun year, though. We're on the rise. Well, I know. Could, you ima- could you imagine being a Blue Jay fan and uh, being excited <laughs> about this year and, and the drop-off that's about to happen there? You know uh, what, though? I, I get the Blue Jay, but you know what? Anything with a consultation, it's the Padre fans I feel for right now. Oh. Just sinking ship and and the, and the Mets fans, which has been a sinking ship for 30 years. But Oh, yeah. But no, we're going into stories. The, the one that comes to mind right off the bat, and Maddie, you were there with me, was uh, 2013, the ALDS, game four. Tigers were down two games to one to the Oakland Athletics. And they were having a decent game going, and then things were getting awry, and Max Scherzer came in in relief. Mm-hmm. And? With nobody out. Yeah. And this, uh, I still can remember this moment. Loads of bases, nobody out. The walk is complete, and down to first base goes Smith. Gets two strikeouts. Again, the payoff pitch to Reddick. Swing and a miss, and a huge strikeout for Scherzer. Now both strikes out. Back-to-back case for Scherzer, two down. And the fly out. Kiaspo lines it to center. Jackson's on the run. He'll get there. Scherzer's out of the jam. And him walking back to that dugout as amped as you can ever believe. And I remember us, we were up there in the concourse just losing our minds. And I still, I know they couldn't get all the way, and they, they you know, had their moments of failure, but in that moment, it was like the greatest vibe I've ever seen in a stadium. That crowd was raucous. That pitcher was raucous. Um, and then we went we went to Oakland, and JV clinched it, sealed the deal. The Detroit Tigers are going back to the American League Championship Series. And then Boston happened after. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll forget about that. But that, I still remember that game like it was the, oh, and I was watching the highlights again today, just feeling every moment of that. And that was our year. It should have been our damn year. It should you think have been. Of, you so think you, of, go, go through that rotation again. I was going to say, you got JV, you got Max, you got Doug Fister just cleaning it up. Sanchez and Porcello. Yep. But on the backside, who did you have in the bullpen? And and that's what you killed I think it. it was, you, you were the setup man. Yeah. And he was the seventh <laughs> inning uh, guy. I was Pretty long much. relief. Pretty much. But, man, that rotation and to see, what is it, how many of them now, three of them have gotten themselves a ring? Four. Yep. Four. 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 The only, the only yeah. one out is Fister. Yeah. 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 But the rest got their rings elsewhere, and it's a shame they were all together at one time and couldn't couldn't get it done. JV's coming back. Yeah, he is. Tommy John. He's going to be is. our fourth starter. He's going to groom the young kids. Matt Manning's going to yeah. win six Cy Youngs in a row. Oh, my God. So it's happening, Hooper. It's happening. Uh, that's a great memory. Yeah. Just to repeat that, I was in my basement watching it. You guys, you were with Adam hey, Matt yep. at the game. Yep. We were there. Like that's we, amazing. We Adam and I, I tell you, we have seen some 
like we are blessed baseball fans. We have seen some unbelievable things. And like in my lifetime, there are three baseballs that I've never seen where they landed. One of them was when Prince Fielder caught the ball at first base and sent the Tigers to the World Series. We were there for that one. We were there for that one. We've seen... 2012, God, right? Yeah, we went on a streak of a couple of opening days together and uh, a few really cold September and Octobers together. <laughs> and then some summers where we just stole beers and watched <laughs> wildlife in the park. Well, and that was going to be the other story. And Manny, you were there for that one. <laughs> yeah. well, we got we got the Rally to... Goose? Is this the Rally Goose game? The Rally Goose. There he goes. He gone. He's in cruise control now. Oh! Ran into the scoreboard. Down goes the Goose. Oh, the poor thing. And we got to see our debut of Shohei Otani, and we lit him up. Goodrum lines one to center field. That ball gets down. It'll score a run. Martin comes around to score. Victor goes to third, and Nico Goodrum has given the Tigers a 1-0 lead. Tigers in business here off Otani. That's right. Yes. He didn't hey, last very long, did he? No. We he had a rain delay. We'll have another rain delay as the ground crew comes racing out to get the tarp on the field. We sat in every seat in that stadium that night. We got to know our bar hops quite well. <laughs> and we got to see the rally goose live in person. And we all, I remember all three of us looking up going, did that thing just fall? Oh, that really just happened. And then <laughs> I think we all probably rushed home and we're watching that replay for weeks. And we were like, we're there. Yeah, that's so true. They just made the announcement here at Comerica Park. The, the goose is loose, healthy. And free to roam. So that's uh, fantastic yes, news. Great news. Doing all right after hitting the uh, the ribbon panel here inside the ballpark. That oh, yeah. was a that was a really that was like a weird night. It was like a Tuesday yeah. or something like a game in the Five middle of the seven thousand. Yeah, it had to be. And we got a chance. It was Otani was there. It was the first time that we would have seen Mike Trout. And I think that's what the draw was. We got a chance to go see Trout and, and obviously Otani. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it rained. He wasn't very good, and he didn't come back after the rain, rain delay. delay. Yeah. Uh, luckily, um, LaQuisha, who was the bartender, didn't come back either because the lovely girl that was working the, the bar took off when it started raining. And so Manny started serving the crowd. Hey, listen, I'm a man of the people. Everybody was thirsty in the rain delay, and so I helped oh, everyone God. out. Got <laughs> oh, well, those are two that definitely come to mind. And then there's other ones that are quick, like ones that I weren't at, but I mean, we all remember the Galarraga, near perfect. Ground ball, right side, Cabrera will cut it off. Galarraga covers. He's out. No, he's safe. He is safe. He is safe at first base. And here comes Jim Leland. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What a travesty. What an absolute travesty for Armando Galarraga. Again, that's a me and Matty moment because I remember us on the phone together that night just yelling and cursing to the heavens. Yep. Um, however, though, like. Lose the umpire. Say the umpire again. 
Jim I Jordan. Won't say, I won't say his name out loud. <laughs> but it was becoming a, a hell of a moment. I think they all say like I, I, I that moment became bigger than the perfect game by oh, far. For sure, for sure. We got to write a book together, and like he gets to be more infamous for this than. Yeah. It'll always be in Tiger lore. That's yeah. true. And, and, um, and Jim Jim Joyce uh, ended up saving somebody's life, didn't he? Yes. Wasn't that a real story that he ended up saving yes. somebody's life? I can't remember the particulars, but something happened where he jumped into action. Something like that. Or was Did it Jim? He, I know there was another umpire that saved someone's life in Pittsburgh. Yes, I remember that one. But I think Jim Joyce saved his life because he was just at, at the end of it. The guy was okay. They took him to the hospital. He said, oh, thank God he's safe. No, he was out. Yes. He was out at yeah. first. <laughs> you know what? He was though? right there. That's a great point Shut by up. Adam. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, you wouldn't know the pitcher's name it's or true. the umpire's name. It's true. Right? You wouldn't know it otherwise. It's true. Uh, and I'm me and Matt, we, we were probably on the phone till like 1 in the morning. And I don't think we said a word to each other. We just were there to scream together. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it was a heck of a moment. <laughs> so, so the, yeah, because we were, we were talking afterwards. I was talking to one buddy of mine when it happened. And I was on, for whatever reason, I was like a couple of seconds ahead. And I just, like the woman that, the, the one that I think of now of like vir, viral videos is the woman that's on her knees just screaming when she finds out Trump wins the, wins the election. No! Right? No! <laughs> and then I think I hung up on him and called you, and we just sat there in, in complete silence, <laughs> bewilderment for yeah. the rest of the night. Oh, man. And, uh, was, and, and again, Jim Joyce, for real, Jim Joyce did save somebody's life. He oh, like, yeah. did CPR on somebody. And, he did. Yeah, eh? 100%. A fantastic story, and as you guys know, in a situation of cardiac arrest, those first five or ten minutes really determine if someone lives or dies, and the fact that Jim Joyce had the presence of mind and the training to administer CPR right away before officials and paramedics could get to her saved her life. She is in good stand. They installed a pacemaker into her uh, earlier this morning. We All reports are that she is doing well, but without a doubt, that man right there saved a life here at the ballpark last evening. Such great memories. Adam, thanks for sharing them with us on the podcast. Appreciate it. No problem, it. brother. You guys are doing good work. Keep it up. I'm glad he was on time. Yeah. Normally, he'd be showing up the next day for this one. <laughs> Looking, hopefully, he gets his golf game rights since we're playing in like four days in this tournament. Oh, he's he's the anchor. He's he's our Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> hey, John, when was the last time you went golfing, by the way? Oh, God. I've actually, believe it or not, I have never been golfing. I've been to a driving range, and I hit it about 12 feet, and I decided, you know what? Golf's not my sport. So so you could play on the cruise ship that you're on right now. <laughs> That's right. I can mini-golf yeah. like a champ, but I'm a good putter, but there I cannot hit the ball hard. There's mini-golf on the cruise ship. Yeah, there is. There is. So That's all right. We, we heard from Mark with a great sports memory that he had, uh, Adam. Uh, shared some great sports memories from baseball that he's mm. experienced. What about you, Matt? Yeah, well, Hooper, like we said, Hooper and I have been lucky enough to uh, to be at a lot of of really cool baseball games. We were at uh, one game, and I believe it was Verlander that was pitching. He, he might have to remind me of it, but um, they were. It was again just a regular day. Um, he ended up. Uh, whoever the pitcher was, and the, what reminds me of the story is so there was a no hitter. It's about the seventh inning, I want to say, and the 
the people in front of us, older couple, just the two of them there, right. nice night, nothing going on, middle of the week, whatever, start talking about leaving. And and so we were kind of like talking to ourselves, like, like you're out of here. What are you talking about? What you're are you leaving. Doing? You're yeah. leaving. And so they ended up leaving and they were getting up to go. And Adam said something to him, like, you're leaving in the middle of a no hitter. Like this doesn't happen all the time. And and they were oh no it's been a good game and they left they they, they really left. left yep and I don't I don't remember who it was that was pitching or who they were playing but it got down to two outs bottom of, or top of the ninth inning and whoever was hitting hit one down the left field line that literally knocked the chalk up on the foul line of left field as the only hit. And I remember leaving that stadium thinking that's the most disappointing win I've ever seen right. the Tigers make. But oh. being at a, a number of different Tiger games, the one that I remembered, and I, I recalled this with um, with with Prashad when we, or with uh, Hooper when we were talking to him, three times I don't remember the ball landing, and and for one of those for me was we were lucky enough to be at the game when the Tigers beat the New York Yankees to go to the World Series. And that in 2012, it was a foul ball, or I think it ended up staring fair eventually, but um, ball to first base. Prince Fielder was the first baseman for the Tigers. This is going to do it. Prince Fielder wants it. The Tigers are going to the World Series for the 11th time in franchise history. Easy, easy catch. Send to the Tigers to the World Series. It was absolute bedlam. We were just going crazy. And, you know, again, the Tigers had great success against the Yankees in the playoffs in that window of time. They beat them in 06 to keep moving on. On the ground, second base. Listen to him roar. Tigers in four. They beat them in 12 to go to the World Series. So it was an unbelievable experience. And to see, like, your team go to the World Series live, you'll never you'll never beat that. The clinching victory, right? Clinching like, game. We, you'll they always the, remember that. They brought the podium out. They had all the speeches and all oh, that stuff. Man. They handed out the trophy. I'm very proud to present to you this year's American League Championship trophy. It was unbelievable. And nobody left that game early. I'm sure there's some <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I was wearing a number two Yankee jersey. I was like, oh, screw these guys. Oh, man, some great experiences. Hey, we're not done talking about some some of our favorite sports memories and hopefully some of yours as well. I got this email in from a good friend of the show, Joey, who was at the Jose Bautista bat flip Come on. Game. He was in the 500 section. Did he catch the bat? At Rogers Center. But he said he will never forget that game because if you remember that game, there was the whole ordeal. The ball was thrown and it hit a player and he yeah. was allowed to go home. Yeah. Look at this. Dead ball. The ball actually hit Chu's bat as Martin went to throw it back to the pitcher. Why is it dead? Why is it dead? Dale Scott signaled immediately. That ball's alive. The run score. Odor came in and touched the plate. That's so important because if they come back and rule that ball's live, then that run has to count. Blue Jays fans were livid. People got to quit throwing beer cans out of the upper decks. 
You're hitting people down below. And then they rallied in the bottom yeah. of the seventh, seventh, and, and it led to the Jose Bautista home run. Yeah, the Jason and the bat window and the bat flip. Pitch. Fly ball deep left field. Yes, sir. There she goes. The Jays in that window had a great a couple of great moments. That with Encarnacion hitting the walk off in the wild card game. Oh, a drive to deep left field and the ball game is over. They had they had a couple of great ones. Do you remember where you were, John? Because you're the big Blue Jays fan when Jose Bautista did the bat flip. Yeah, I was sitting at home yelling at my TV. <laughs> I was so excited, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> because if I remember correctly, too, that game was like a 4 o'clock start, right? Yes. For Major League Baseball, they tried to get two playoff games in in the same day. Yep. One a late afternoon, one a night game. So that Jose Bautista bat flip, which everybody was up in arms about, but in the end... Everybody does the bat flip now, right? Uh, yeah, of course. That's, that's the idea. Is that I, I'll never understand the the anger, the frustration towards somebody celebrating hitting a what was it a three run homer at the time, yeah. twenty fifteen yeah. division to take the series, lead, right? to take the lead of the game after yeah. you got screwed out of the other one. Trivia question for the boys: Who was the pitcher? Oh man! Oh wow! Oh, who was the pitcher? Oh. So here it is, Bautista's bat flip. Jays and uh, Jays players and fans. Is it Dyson? Yeah. Uh, did I get it right? Did I get it right? Sam Dyson. Sam Dyson. Top yeah. of the seventh inning. Ruffiano Dor, who the Jays hated because he yes. punched Bautista earlier right. in the year, was on third with two outs. Russell Martin was in the process of throwing the ball back to the mound after Aaron Sanchez delivered a pitch. The ball hit Sinchu Chu's bat. And bounced towards third base, which makes it a live ball. Right. Door took off, scored the run. The ball, the play was initially called dead, but it was reversed, I believe. Yeah, that's right. By the the umpire, and the runs were awarded to Texas. So at that point, it made it. I want to say it was three two, and then the homer made it five three. But fans were throwing beer on the yeah. field, like it was like insane. beer cans, like cops. It was like... insane. Oh, man. But that was a great moment. It was a great game, really. I remember watching that, too, and I had nothing invested in it because I wasn't a Blue Jays fan. I wasn't a Rangers fan. But just watching that drama unfold was unbelievable. And Joey, a faithful listener, was in Section 500, and he said it was bedlam. It was crazy. I can only imagine. Very cool. So we love those emails. We love those messages coming in. We have so many that we're going to do this again. Our second episode of the week, we will share some more stories and we'll try to even get a listener on the podcast as well. You can send us an email at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Yeah, direct message us if you want on the other social media networks, Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram as well. Oh, boys. Can't wait for the next one to share some great memories. Until then, we'll see you next time on For Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the 
most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.